and welcome to the Deep Pockets and Stilettos podcast. I'm your host, Lorianne, and my goal is to help women feel empowered and in control of their financial lives. On this podcast, we discuss concrete advice on how to move forward in your financial journey, whether you are already advanced or starting from scratch. And we also dive into mindset shifts around money that are critical for financial success. So if you want to take charge of your finances and feel inspired and empowered, go ahead and give it a listen. Welcome back to the Deep Pockets and Stilettos podcast. I hope you are doing well as spring is slowly but surely looming around the corner. I was thinking that spring is often associated with the idea of rebirth and the opportunity to start anew. So that's what I wanted today's episode to be about. Um, We're going to discuss reading yourself of some anxieties you might have around your financial journey or if you will, doing some spring cleaning of anxieties that might weigh you down on your financial journey. And again, this goes along with the idea that I've explained on many occasions that personal finance is almost 50% behavior. So how you internalize some beliefs around money and the anxiety it creates can actually be preventing you from fulfilling your full potential. And today's subject comes from my own experience that I have found that once you start your financial journey, after you've made that very first investment, you feel fantastic. You're so proud of yourself. You feel empowered. But as you advance in your journey, there is a crippling feeling that arises in your head and that prompts you to wonder, is this really it? Is that all? What's next? When will I get there? When will I reach financial independence? When will I have enough for a down payment on a, on the house? And all of these questions create an underlying layer of anxiety. And this is what we call destination anxiety. So that's what we're going to cover in today's episode. We're going to discuss what is destination anxiety and how to overcome it. So let's get right into it. So first, let's start with the definition of destination anxiety. Destination anxiety is the belief that your happiness is contingent on you attaining something or achieving something. You are conditioning your happiness on something external. It can take many uh, forms. For example, you could look at others and what they have achieved and feel envy or jealousy, or you can focus on your own goals and condition your happiness to when you'll achieve them. And this anxiety can be both conscious or subconscious. A conscious form could be, oh, everyone around me is making that amount of money and I'm not there yet. So therefore I am late. That's a form of destination anxiety. Saying I should be there by now is a more conscious form. Whereas the other one happens more subconsciously, I would say. We tend to convince ourselves over time that achieving certain milestones in life will make us happy. And this can happen in every area of your life relationships, career, money, family. And the issue with destination anxiety 
is that since this is a form of anxiety, as a human, your immediate reaction is going to be to find something to cope with those feelings, with this anxiety. You're going to try to alleviate the pain of those feelings immediately. And in finances, looking for ways to cope can wreak havoc on your progress because investing and personal finance in general should be emotionless. If you're thinking, I should be making X amount of money by now, I should have X amount of money in savings by now, then you might try to find short-term ways to deal with these unpleasant feelings, the feeling of not being there already. Like, for instance, buying a pricey item to treat yourself to try to live the lifestyle you aspire to, or making a risky investment in promise for high returns because you want to be there already. So instead of thinking clearly and with a cold head about your finances, you're going to be stuck looking for short-term rewards that in the long run are actually going to bring you further away from achieving your goals. And so it's incredibly important to know what destination anxiety is to be able to deal with it. Because if not, you might be stuck in a vicious, never-ending cycle where you feel like you should have achieved something in life and you hate those feelings, so you look for ways to cope. These ways to cope are actually not productive and put you further away from your actual goals. So you are actually further than where you started. So now you feel even more anxiety, more destination anxiety, and boom, you're back to square one, finding even more ways to cope or more less, even less productive ways to cope. And if you're constantly looking for ways to cope, you're actually entering a never-ending cycle of dissatisfaction and yearning for something more. So now that we know what destination anxiety is and how it can harm our progress in our financial journey and other areas of life, how do we deal with it? What can we do on a daily basis to prevent it and its underlying feelings? And how do we overcome it? So now we're going to get into the second part of this episode. We're going to discuss three tips to help you deal with destination anxiety so you can become a master of your thoughts and feelings so it doesn't impact your decision making when it comes to your finances or investing. But I have to say that those tips are also applicable to any area of your life where you would feel destination anxiety. The first tip is to audit your thoughts and challenge them. I'm going to start this first tip by sharing a quote from Marcus Aurelius, the former Roman emperor and also Stoic philosopher. And this is where this quote stems from. The happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. In other words, your life is a reflection of your thoughts. It's not a direct correlation, but your thoughts impact your actions and ultimately your actions create your life. The problem here is that we tend to be really harsh on ourselves and think things about ourselves that we will never say out loud to someone else. And especially women, we are so self-critical. Compared to men, we tend to internalize negativity and conflict. For instance, 
in terms of destination anxiety, we would say, oh, I am not there yet because I am X, Y, and Z. While on the other end, men would tend to externalize the reason why they are not there yet. This person is there and I am not because they had financial help and not me. But my qualities remain the same. And what is crazy is that the opposite is true. Women externalize their successes while men attribute them to their inner qualities. So if you want to move forward on your financial journey, and especially more so if you are a woman, it is incredibly important that you monitor this inner chatter. And here are a few techniques you can use to monitor your thoughts. The first one is to be surprised by your thoughts as if you were somebody external. So when you catch yourself thinking very negatively about yourself, talking poorly to yourself, ask yourself, why are you saying that? It's not very nice or very self-compassionate to say. I would not act like this if someone else would say that. If my friend was saying this, I would stop her from talking about herself like this. So why can't I do the same about myself? Another thing you can do is speak to yourself as if you were another person. So instead of using I, I am going to do this. I am going to do that. I am like this. I am like that. Speak with the pronoun you. You are working your way there. You are doing the best you can. Because apparently in terms of psychology, we get a message way more when it comes from an external source. So just changing the pronoun apparently can make you believe more what you say to yourself. And then the last thing you can do is ask yourself questions. Is this thought productive? Is thinking this going to help me down the line? Is this conducive to me reaching my goals? And if the answer is no, then you need to be very discerning because it has no place in your mind. And all of this is to say that if it's with your thoughts that you create your life, you might as well think good thoughts, thoughts of abundance, thoughts of thankfulness, thoughts of productivity, thoughts that are positive. The second tip I have to overcome destination anxiety is to practice acceptance. And for me, there are two uh, parts of acceptance. The first one is self-acceptance. This is where I am right now. This is my journey. And I know that everyone has their own journey in life and that there is no one right path, no one right way to be happy or no one right way to do things. And accepting yourself for who you are in the present moment is extremely important in achieving fulfillment in life and overcoming destination anxiety. This is your journey, not anyone else's. And what can really help you with self-acceptance is practicing gratitude and living in the present moment. But we're going to get into that later in the episode. So now let's get into the second part of acceptance. And I want to do a disclaimer here that I will use the term average as a generic term, of course, because average is different for everyone. So what is important for you when you listen to this is to ask yourself, what is a level or state where I would feel like I'm not fulfilling my entire potential in 
a specific area of my life. And that is your average. And also, I think it's important to note that you can be average in certain areas of your life and be very advanced in others. For instance, some people are doing fantastic in terms of money, but and not fulfilling their potential in terms of family or the meaning part of life. And so in that sense, they are average or below average on these um, fronts. So it's important for you to be crystal clear on your values and in which areas of your life you want more. And again, the more being very subjective because average is a very subjective notion. So it's important for you to know what is your average? Where would you feel like you are not fulfilling your entire potential? And so I am not... I don't have the same average, for example, definition than you, than my neighbor, than my friends. I don't even have the same average definition than my boyfriend. So it's very, very personal. But I want you to listen to what I'm going to say after and this idea of acceptance, knowing what it means for you. So do that first before you listen to the rest. And so the second part of acceptance is that if you want a fulfilling life, you need to act different than what was prescribed to you by society. And this is accepting that to be better than average, you need to act different than average. And again, average being a very personal definition and varying depending on the areas of your life as well. And the thing is that all of this destination anxiety stems from the emotional pain of seeing clues in your life that you are not living up to your full potential in the areas that matter to you. Or it can also be that you're seeing people who are better off than you in these areas that matter. An example for finances can be that you want to be financially independent and retire early because this is part of your values and your outlook on life. But in the meantime, you're feeling anxiety and destination anxiety because you want to be there already. But for instance, you're blowing up your paycheck every month or your friends are saving more money than you. So that's why you're experiencing this anxiety, this pain, because your actions are not in accord with what your deep values are and what you want out of life. And it's so easy in this life that we are experiencing right now where we're submerged under a lot of information to have our vision get cloudy about what we truly want in life. To overcome this destination anxiety, you can also flip the script and become a student of those who have achieved what you want to achieve as well. Instead of observing others' lives and feeling envy or jealousy and this anxiety that why are you not there yet? Look at it from an observational perspective. Ask yourself, what are they doing different that allow them to achieve this thing that I want too? And if you observe people who are incredibly successful in life or are generally, you know, performing well in many areas of their life, they tend to follow the beat of a different drummer and not really, really bother about what society had in store for them. And I'll give you the example of someone that I admire and you probably have figured it out by now. It's Warren Buffett. So Warren Buffett is 
one of the richest men on earth, and he's never bought a brand new car in his entire life because you understand the depreciation that happens every time a car exits the dealership's parking lot. So he's bought cars that were two years old, cars that were one month old, cars that were two weeks old, but never a brand new car. And he never bought a very expensive car either. He has the means to buy a thousand of them if he wants, but he just decides not to engage in this behavior. And I think this is really telling of how someone who achieves incredible success decides to like step away from the herd in terms of generic thinking for the things that are important to them. And this is just an example of how his principles and his outlook on life have helped him achieve incredible success in his finances and his business. And to wrap up on this notion that you need to accept to do hard things in life, chances are that if you're listening to this today, you want something more out of life than what society has defined is the perfect life for you. You're interested in seeking higher fulfillment in your life, and this is what led you to click on this podcast and look for help in the financial realm to advance in your life. So the first thing is to accept that you are going to do harder stuff than dopamine generating stuff because buying everything you want is easy. Scrolling on Instagram for hours is easy. Blowing up your paycheck every month is easy, but saving and investing are hard. However, the great news is that we can do hard things and the payday that comes from doing the hard stuff is incomparable to any of the short-term things you can do to feel happier in the present because the dopamine, dopamine hits won't last. So choose what hard you want and do that and accept that in order to get the life you want, this is the path. Don't overthink it, just accept it and move on. So find these things that are important for you in life and accept to do the hard things you gotta do to get them. So now let's move on to the third tip that can help you overcome destination anxiety and that is to practice gratitude and living in the present. Let's just start with gratitude. And I know this may sound extremely cliche because the term gratitude has been overused in the past few years, but let's not be blasé about it. Overcoming destination anxiety starts by realizing that happiness is not something you need to wait for. You can find it in the now, in the present moment. And for this, the only thing you need to do is appreciate what you have right now. And this is where gratitude comes in. We all have things to be grateful for, and it can start by the most basic things like the food on the table and the roof over your head. A little less than half of the world population lives on less than $6 a day and are struggling to meet their elementary needs. So if you have the luck to not already be afraid to put food on the table, have a roof over your head or for your safety, you are already extremely lucky. Can you imagine a little under 50%? I don't think we measure the probability of that. It means that at the flip of a coin, we could have been on the other side. And so I think we should all be more appreciative for all the basics that we have in our life that we take for granted, not to mention 
all the bonuses in our lives to have a job, a family, some friends, a hobby we tremendously enjoy. The podcast is mine. You know, money to travel or enjoy our life, money to invest at the end of the month. Many people do not have this luck. And obviously, I am not preaching for toxic positivity here. I actually very much just like toxic positivity like everyone else. All I'm saying is that, of course, we're never going to be perfect and feel a thousand percent grateful all of the time. We're human. It's part of the human experience to sometimes feel sad, feel angry, feel frustrated. But practicing gratitude regularly can help you alleviate those negative feelings and gain perspective. And to be honest, I have been feeling down myself over the past two weeks because I've had challenges at work and in my personal life and was feeling a bit depressed if I'm being completely frank. And it's not until I started writing that script for that very episode that I realized, wait a second, I have a million things to be grateful for, including this podcast. First of all, because it feeds my need to help and educate others, and especially women, about personal finance, but also because it is an incredibly reflective exercise that prompts me to be better in my own life. And this idea of being grateful also goes hand in hand with focusing on the present moment and finding joy in your life, in the here and now. Think about your life as a train ride and appreciate the beauty of what you see through the window as you're traveling through the country without obsessing over the destination too much. You have the destination in mind, you're doing the steps to get there, but it does not mean that you can find enjoyment in these steps in the meantime. And I want to conclude by sharing a thought that I had yesterday. I was at a panel at night that was organized by two of my girlfriends. It was to connect women in every industry. And the theme of the panel was overcoming challenges and finding success. And so it was bringing women that had careers in New York together over an evening. And the panelists were really incredible women from all walks of life. And one of them actually had a very interesting exercise that she did. So she was an incredibly accomplished woman in her career, you know, started her career in film and then moved over to Google and moved up the ranks and now has a massive team and is obviously a, a top executive. She had kids and she said that when she was first having kids, she realized that she was really doing 80% of the work with her kids and her husband only 20% while being the breadwinner of the family. So she was working at Google plus doing 80% of the housework and the work with the kids. And she started being, becoming very resentful to her husband and loathing him to the point where she even considered a divorce and Instead, she started working on herself and journaling every day five things that had brought her joy during the day. At the end of the week, she would compare those five things that she had noted every day to the negative things that happened during the week. And she found out that there were actually way more positive stuff happening around her than the negative. Maybe, you know, she had let's say five a day for seven days, that's 35 positive items and one or two negatives. So first of all, what an incredible woman to share this with us, to inspire us. Well, I'm sure it was a very difficult moment in her life. 
all of this prompted me to think that I think it's really about what you look for. Even when you're in the trenches, feeling down, if you just search for the positive surrounding you and what you have to be grateful for, you're going to find it. It's like a muscle to be worked on. We could all get inspired by this story and implement the exercise ourselves because if we were to do this every single day, we would feel definitely happier and more grateful in our lives. And this positive outlook can only help us in our objectives, financial or other objectives. I hope this episode was helpful for you so you could put a name and understand better the anxiety that you might feel around your objectives in general, financial or other objectives in your life. And the three tips that we covered were one, to audit your thoughts and challenge them because your life is a reflection of your thoughts. Second, to practice self-acceptance, but also accept that In order to get the life you want, you're going to do hard things. And finally, to practice gratitude and living in the present. Find the things you love to do right now, not the things you can do when you have achieved X, Y, and Z. The things you can do today, tomorrow, and make time for them. And the final thought is something that I think came up a couple of times during the the episode because it is really something that can help you and that is to not compare yourselves to others find what happiness means for you identify your values not what society or social media say they should be step away from the herd and focus on what matters to you this is your life and not someone else's And doing this deep dive inside yourself can only propel you forward, not only on your financial objectives, but also in other areas of your life, because you'll gain clarity on what you want out of life. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, don't forget to rate and leave a review. It's the best way to help the podcast grow and get discovered by other women like you that are looking to take their financial game to the next level. Also, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episode. I'll see you next time. And in the meantime, remember, take action to materialize the life you want. The information contained in this podcast is not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as financial, legal, and tax advice. I am not an attorney, accountant, or financial advisor, nor am I holding myself out to be. And the information contained here is not a substitute for financial advice from a professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation.